now. Happy, happy vibes, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast where I believe in spreading killer vibes that light you up and kick you in the ass. We're here to craft a life you wish to live. And this is a sacred space for you. It's dedicated to all the lovers of all things business, travel, and lifestyle. Hey, it's about time you get the scoop on the latest vibes. So let's get to it. Today is um, my last episode for season four, everyone. And I'm really excited because I have a really special guest, someone that I met uh, a few years ago when I first opened my business, actually my store in uh, West Houston. And um, someone that I connected with literally immediately, I think we had a lot of uh, connections right away. And uh, we kind of knew where we were heading. You, I know Jackie, Jackie, I'm going to have you introduce yourself in a, in a tiny bit. But I remember you coming up to me and saying, I do videos, can I do a video with you? And I was like, Okay, but you know, usually people introduce themselves, or they're like, Hey, I really like that. Da, da, da. But you're like, I really love your store. I really like what you're doing. I want to do a video with you. Can we do a video? So I remember you holding your camera phone and we just did a video and that was like I was like oh I like this girl like she just knows what she wants and she's going for it and I mean that's something I appreciate yeah. you know when they don't beat around the bush and they just tell you hey listen I love what you're doing but I really want you on my video can we do it I'm like yeah let's do it Jackie tell me a little bit about you and tell everyone how we know each other a little All bit right. Oh, well, so thank you so much for having me here, Alicia. I'm it's, so excited that you're here. You're just one of my favorite boss babes on Instagram <laughs> and all over LinkedIn, okay? Thank um, you. So, you, well, first of all, to the public, uh, my name is Jackie Gill, and uh, professionally, I work at Metro, which is your friendly bus service for Harris County. And I'm their media specialist, I'm their uh, bilingual spokesperson, and I do a lot of their content creation. Wow. That, yeah, that is uh, that includes videos. And a lot of the videos that we have produced, they're very near and dear to my heart because okay. uh, we really tell really great stories that people don't even realize that um, transportation, it may sound so boring, yeah. but in reality, the people, the stories, all of that is really exciting. I mean, if you think about just transit in general, it's exciting, right? Um, because of the people. And so uh, I create all those stories, all those wonderful stories. I love it. Stories. How long have you been in Metro now? Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say about six years. And uh, I've been there professionally because it, it offers a very stable job for me, especially because I have children. Yeah. Uh, of course, because I do have, um, I'm an only child and I'm, you know, I'm taking care of my mom. Uh, but Which is going to lead us to the topic for today. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, before we keep going, I want to tell everybody today we're going to be talking about the the plight or the challenges that Gen X women and millennial women as well, because Jackie's a millennial herself that we face when we take our, take care of our parents and we take care of our kids, our own families, right? Like we're kind of yes. that in the middle and we're called the sandwich generation. We're like literally <laughs> yes. a sandwich inside. We're like the bologna and the parents <laughs> are one bread and the kids are the other bread. Right. Yes. Um, uh, so like, yeah, like, so, you know, talking about it and talking with you because we met up again yesterday, mm -hmm. um, so just tell me a little bit more about that history that you were telling me, and then we'll talk a little bit about how we connected with this topic in itself. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, with the pandemic and COVID just really upending our lifestyles and just yeah. our even even our, you know, prospect for any future uh, 
either endeavors. It, it may have changed the in the way in which we move forward, but it definitely has um, put a more of a dark realization for me. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, I did have uh, my stepdad, who I was very close to, um, pass right. away at the at at the beginning of the year, and that's how I, you know, mm-hmm. I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. I'm able to talk about it now because I was able to, you know, that that uh, I, I want to say I had to get out of that, you know, that self uh, talk and that, right. you know, looking yeah. at yourself in the mirror that, you know, although everything has changed, um, it, it doesn't have to be that way. You can either go to the right or to the left and then all these little key decisions that will make you feel better at the end of the day. He died um, of COVID, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it there's was, a realization. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. And, um, as much as we hate that it's politicized, it's the, it's the truth. People are dying of COVID. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what's happening. It, 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 yes, and I experienced that firsthand, you know, and of course it, it wasn't during a, uh, a good time either because as you recall, um, winter storm Uri was yes, happening at the same yes. time. Um, so my husband and I had uh, sold our first property and we wanted to build one and we wanted more mm-hmm. acreage, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so we were waiting for a perfect time well we were uh at the same time looking for good schools and let me tell you lisa that's mm-hmm. gonna have to be another discussion yeah different time in terms of like, oh yeah the, i've struggled with that as well yes yeah. um so you know in looking for a good public school for my daughter who's seven years old obviously you know uh i wanted her to go to River Oaks Elementary, it was going to be close to work for me, so we were mm-hmm. able to stay um, at a condo. We found one, and um, it, it was a great. It was it, it freed up my time to do all these other things. But, yeah, you know, COVID hits, and when parks are closed, and all of this goes, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> what do we do with the kids? What right? Do we do, do yeah. With the kids? yeah, yeah. Because you know, you know, you're working. So you still have to work. You still have to work. Even if you're working from home, you're still working at home. And that doesn't mean you have all the attention for the kids, you know, and all the, um, the time and the world because you're still, and you have a a high power job, a high stress job with Metro, (laughs) you know, creating content for them and creating content is a lot of work. It is. So that's one portion of it. Okay. You know, so, um, at the same time, we deal with crisis management. Uh, so we have been dealing with all the COVID uh, information that gets put out to the public as well. Got so it. That's okay. part of what the office does gotcha. as well. So it's con- content creation, crisis management, PR, you know, uh, okay. okay. So it's a, a slew of things that, you know, the press uh-huh. office works uh-huh. on. So, yes, you're absolutely right in terms of, you know, it's high volume. Uh, gotcha. Very stressful. Well, and uh unbelievable that you have that you have your <laughs> kids and you have your parents your yeah. mom and your father who died yes. your stepfather who died so i think this topic that we're we're embracing today and we're going to really talk about it's um i think it touches both of us in very unique ways you know for me as a gen xer um you know we are the generation i believe it's the generation that was born what is it what do you have to have the numbers there i have it here somewhere Yes, I do. Uh, so you guys were born between 1961 and 1980. Right. So, so I'm 1975. So I'm literally right there. Right, right there. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so I'm 
you know, a millennial, I'm at the tail end mm-hmm. um, because I'm in the, you know, the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And so um, in, in, you're right in terms of like, we're right there. And, you know, we are very uh, career focused, uh, very driven. Yeah. And, you know, I really love to connect with other driven women. I just, so do I. I love it. I just, I don't know. They stand out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I like, feel, I'm like, a, I'm attracted to other yeah. driven, ambitious women. I, I like that. I'm yeah. like, oh, I really have an attraction to them because I feel like I get with where they're going. I get yeah. their, their anxieties. I get their challenges, their ambition, their drive. Yeah. You know, I feel like I understand it. Yes. And then, of course, then I feel, you know, specifically being a Latina, mm-hmm. um, you know, all our customs and the way that we're raised and our culture, I could not feel right if I uh, didn't care for my mom. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in whatever way it is. So obviously right now with everything that happened, uh, we did move into her home, uh, but we are building our home and, you know, we're asking her to come live with us. And because... And that's okay with your husband? So... It is, I mean, is it a topic of discussion in your is, house? It, it certainly is. And, you know, my husband is very supportive. Um, and I think, you know, Lisa, that's one of the reasons why we've lasted so long because mm-hmm. we've been together since 15. Wow. Yes. And um, he's very supportive. Uh, he has followed me, you know, when I, I was uh, pursuing my TV reporting, um, he followed me to Laredo and we stayed there for a long time. I want to say three and a half years or so. Interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, he's always supported me. He, he wanted me to succeed. And so, uh, now that, you know, obviously he understands that my dad has passed away. My mom, you know, she's never been alone. And, uh, although she's a very tough cookie, very mm-hmm, tough lady, mm-hmm. uh, also owns a, a small business. Um, wow. she is just, you know, she just needs that company and she needs that comfort and yeah. I want to be able to provide it. And right. know, she, she's so loving to my little uh, kids. She's in love with my little Marco, who's uh, almost two years old. And, you know, um, I feel that she ha- because of my dad passing away, she has found comfort in him. Uh, just having that relationship, their bond is really strong. Right. So I think that the topic that um, the, the reason why I bring this topic up is because I I hear it from so many um, women that, you know, come to me or we talk. I hear that they're taking care of their parents Mm -hmm. or they're moving their parents in with them or that, you know, one of them got sick. So now somebody has to take care of them. And so a lot of us, you know, in that in that predicament, we have families of our own. We're married. We have our own kids. I have an 18 and a 13 year old. So for me, I have got, you know, them and their focus on them. Um, Focus on my husband also because, yeah. you know, our husbands also require our attention, you know, obviously yeah. um, our jobs. If we have a job, we have a boss. Mm-hmm. If we have our own business, we are our own boss, but our clients and our customers are our boss. Mm-hmm. We have them still on top of us. You know what I'm saying? We have our own things going on. Yeah. And I think what happens is a lot of us um, reach a point where we burn out. Yes. And so I had a conversation with one of um, 
a fellow business lady that I, I was talking to and she had a burnout, you know, she literally just had enough. She's taking care of her parents, her mother and her father, and then um, recently got divorced. So then she's also handling being a single mom with, you know, kids, three kids. Um, that must be tough. You know, and, and, and opening a business of her own because she's an entrepreneur. So she's opening. So she's got those challenges, you know, trying to secure clients. Uh, trying to secure accounts, um, marketing, marketing. I mean, we that. do everything, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, I'm over here setting up my podcast, you know, yeah. I have a podcast room, I have all of that. But today, you know, we, we weren't we weren't able to get in. So, okay, plan B. Yeah, plan B is I pull out my own microphone, my you know, so um, we're doing everything like I feel like we are doing everything. But if we don't, consider that we need a support system we will definitely have a burnout and we will definitely burn out um very fast well let me tell you i feel like i'm at the verge with mm -hmm. everything that's happening uh even you know with us not being able to control covid and with this delta variant um i'm i'm at the verge because you know there are just x amount of hours that you have so you know in you know like i mentioned to you um earlier i'm i'm an only child and yeah. i have no one else that i can say hey i can't call them say hey can you, you can know, you take mom and dad for me yeah. i can't do it today i have something yeah exactly yeah or you know can you and most of the time it's you know documentation from like the irs or um you know medicaid filling or, out paperwork yeah prescriptions yes information yes. that they need because right um specifically i am a latina and my mom is from guatemala and you know she's she she knows english but she mm -hmm. she's one of those that refuses to speak english and she understands it and so there is a little bit more of that that I where I I have to help her because she leans more on me on on you know those other things. yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which is you know a lot of our parents who yeah. come from a different country um, and so the kids end up raising the parents a lot of the ways too you know we're the ones that take on the bills the calling of the you know because there's a problem I yeah. mean I, interpreting translating interpreting you know translating. you know there's so many of those so much funny names out there of, and I laugh and I chuckle at them but it's so true it is when yeah you young. have to laugh at it because <laughs> when you think about it we were like little executive assistants at we like sure eight were. nine ten eleven years old you know I tell my daughter look you have a good life little girl because she's yeah seven, yeah very spoiled it's very different our very kids different. our kids our kids have it very very different but I always tell my kids how I live because I want them to always have it in the back of their mind that um that yeah, you may you may not encounter those things that mom and dad had, but uh, you know those things made us yeah. made us who we are today. And the reason why I I pushed you to have a, a, a an excellent work ethic is because I was raised that way. Yes, and I want you to have that because it's an important thing, you know. Oh yeah, loyalty to a business, calling people back, yeah. making sure you answer somebody's you know call or an email i mean yeah. so many of those things that i think are so important but we were because we were raised by parents that way um mm -hmm. that your word is your bond like you yeah. said you're gonna go you're gonna go because you're gonna go you know i mm -hmm. and you don't back out you don't you don't say no to someone who needs you and it's the same feeling that we have now taking care of our parents we can't say no because they were they raised us they were our foundation yeah 
so many of us have a foundation that's so strong because of them. Yeah. What are we going to do? Abandon them? No. Tell them we can't help them because I'm too busy building a business because I'm too busy being a mom. No, of course not. It is just it becomes one of the things that you do, and you you just start calculating and formulating your life around that. That's really how I'm viewing it now. The way how we're building our house, we're building a house as if she's moving in, yes. even though she hasn't yes. told us she's moving yeah. in. You know, um, we're putting a room for her big enough so she's comfortable and. Um, to be quite honest with you, I'm a little scared about that. Right. <laughs> because right. I, um, you know, when I was growing up and I was a teenager, I was a little bit rebellious. I didn't have a great relationship with her. And um, she was tough, but it did make me who I am now. Yeah. And, and, and so there are, you know, some feelings, unresolved feelings there. But um, I know that she needs me, especially now. Um, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on bringing her in, and you know, when we'll talk about like all what all goes, all those responsibilities that go with that. Right. You know. Um, right. I think you're not the only one because I I have a friend who just moved from San Antonio, and she moved into a house that had enough bedrooms for her mom and her grandmother. Oh wow. So yeah, wow. because they, she wanted to have them there with her, and yeah. she has a husband and three kids herself, three boys. Mm-hmm. So she wanted them in there with her. Why? Because she feels like she needs to take care of them. Although, you know, they have their own house. They're selling their house because they need somebody that can be with them 24-7. So mm-hmm. even going back to work for her for her doesn't make any sense because she's got so many commitments already, taking her mom to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know, getting um, prescriptions filled. Um, I've had the situation where my mother has cirrhosis of the liver, so I have to make appointments with a specialist for her all the time just yes. to make sure of that. And then um, she was diagnosed with pre- pre-diabetic, so now I have to make, you know, I need to find a doctor that's in her in her plan again talking about you know some of the responsibilities that we have yeah insurance um which is a hell to go through and i hate it i mean hate it elaborate a little bit more about that because look i i I was thinking of putting uh my mother under my uh, okay work plan yeah insurance plan because and we're talking specifically just health insurance right um but, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, I know that right now she keeps on complaining about her, you know, I guess when you retire um, and I'm not fully aware of, you know, if it's Medicaid or. Uh, yeah. Well, what, so what for my mom, so she's under my dad's insurance plan because he worked for Houston Community College for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So he was able to keep his plan Mm-hmm. Um, after retiring, mm-hmm. so she's on it. She's been on it since he was working okay. there forever. So it does. It is like a supplemental B, okay. which is you know they have the of course they have the Medicare yes. and then the supplemental B, which is his insurance, and that covers a lot of other things, which yes. covers specialists, yes. which we're very grateful for. And I'm grateful that they do have the insurance. My problem always comes in in their approvals for oh, yes. you know lab work or for um you know she's she. She has cirrhosis, so she needs ultrasound. She needs an MRI. Like she needs, um, I forgot what that, uh, it's like a, a procedure where they go down into the throat to get to okay. her stomach. I don't know. Right. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll come to me in a minute. But 
all of those things. I have to call the insurance because obviously she's not going to call. And then they're like, no, we need to speak to the patient. I'm like, yeah, the patient doesn't speak English. Well, you know, we'll find you a Spanish speaking person. And then that takes you to another set of issues because then they can't find a Spanish speaker. And then I'm okay. So I'm on the phone. My mom is right here. Just let me talk to you. Like I'm telling you what I need. I've got the doctor's documents with me. Um, so I always say, you know, she's a little older. She doesn't, you know, so they kind of know, okay, well, I need to talk to you anyways. Like, yeah. um, and so for me, it's always just dealing with that and arguing with them and like, you know, calling her doctor. She goes to this community doctor that's like horrible, awful in Spring Branch. The doctor never sees her. He always sends in like his nurses. And so then I'm like, then why, why is the doctor not? like seeing her there yeah wow it's so so this is something that i haven't faced yet uh but i feel like i'm probably going to be facing um you know what are what so what are some strategies i guess to deal with that for me it's really just number one always have her documentation ready when i'm on the phone with them because they're going to ask for you know um birth you know uh dates um information like when was her last lab work done like all of those things I always be prepared and I always have my stuff in folders I carry it everywhere with me and I take them everywhere with me because sometimes I get a phone call from a doctor and so I need to pull it out you know and get ready um so that means that on top of everything that I'm doing in terms of like running my business doing my podcast um working with my husband because you know we do uh, real estate development together I'm uh, handling my mom's doctor stuff you know um thankfully my dad is kind of more self-sufficient in that mm-hmm. sense because he doesn't really but he doesn't have requirements for specialist either you know yeah. she does yeah. um and she has cirrhosis of the liver and she's never had a drink in her life so by the way it happens to people and it's hereditary and so you know and that's a really really d- tough situation for her because yeah. um her father died of something with complications of alcoholism so she never took a drink in her life because she had that trauma in her life in her in her her life her early years so how how crazy and how sad and how ironic that she that's what she's affected by and so everything that we do for her is based on her ailments and based on her cirrhosis and based on you know being pre-diabetic or whatever but um adding to all of that and that's why today i want to really you know hone in on the importance of really talking to someone else about it um for me it's my husband all the time there's somebody that i go to because he has two older parents that he takes care of himself Mm -hmm. as well he's an only child too so he relies on me also to kind of help him if i need it or my son to jump in when you know the the grandparents need a ride because they had something done at the hospital and they can't drive and you know uh, Alicia, on top on top on top uh, yeah and that's the reason why family is so important yeah you know i think that uh covid had made me realize that um even my aunts and my uncle that are here in houston um i've become closer to them because you know they're they're keeping my mom company too as yes. well and um you know slowly but surely i'm just kind of Rolling them in to to help because I do see that that's going to have to happen in terms of like she doesn't like driving she has a you know perfectly fine Mm -hmm. vehicle Mm -hmm. she doesn't like the freeways Mm -hmm. she gets confused with you know the signage um she gets scared with the speed yeah and so that is not you know not only physical impairments or physical challenges it's mental challenges as well 
Absolutely. Yeah. And so I had mentioned to you earlier too in the podcast that she runs a business, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she sells um, undergarments. Uh, so you you know your fajas colombianas. Yeah. And all that. Mm-hmm. So she sells like that. the Latina spanks, yes, that kind of, course, of thing. Of <laughs> love it yes so and she will tell you everything about it she looks at you she tells you which one yeah uh oh look at her custom (laughs) curated curated Curated. work yeah i love it so she you know I, I drive her. I am her delivery um, guy, basically, because I have to go and mm-hmm. pick up the packages uh, when we can't get them delivered. Right. And so you, all of that, you kind of have to carve that into your time as well. And you have to plan, okay, so when I go drop off my kiddo at the school or at her camp, I'm going to go, you know, here to go pick up her delivery and, and then head back. Yeah. You kind of have to just juggle all that. And when I speak to you about on the verge of, uh, of like really, you know, losing it, um, I have, you know, I've broken down in the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just sit there and I will go get me some uh, tater tots or something, some French fries, because I'm just like. You just need a little comfort. You need something to comfort exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? And you really think, like, is life really that complicated? You know, you just start pondering about life and whether it's really, does it have to be this complicated, you know? Do you give yourself permission to fall apart when you when you need to? Like, when you've had it? Like, give, do, you, do you give yourself permission to finally just, like... I, I, I don't. I, and I, I don't either. I don't. I can't. Um, I feel like I can't, but I have. I have. I mean, yeah. I, I literally. Yeah, because you can't over. hold. You can't hold it together. You know, no matter how much you try, yeah. you're like, you're, oh, I can't hold it together today. And today, I'm just having the worst day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it emotionally draining, and that happened earlier in in you know in that year when we just. Uh, lost my dad and um and you know that's when I really just kind of broke down because it's the irony of like things right it was at the tail end we were about to get the vaccines and we just held off but then he got sick yeah and and it was during the Thanksgiving time so he was in the hospital for you know I want to say a couple of months wow yes and it was like and it just kept on so he held on for a while yeah and I think one of his last messages to my mom and that one that really affects us all is really that, you know, he wanted to fight and he wanted to fight for all of our, his grandchildren, right. all of us and, and her, mm-hmm. you know, because she felt she was giving him, you know, these um, like everyday uh, affirmations that you're mm-hmm. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was really embracing that and he was, but once you know, there comes a point where he had to, they were not able to control something. Um, yeah. He had to be put to, to sleep mm-hmm. so that they could put the, the tubes and it could be more comfortable for him. He just was not able to recover from that. And, you know, the next day, it was just one of those things where, like, I felt his soul mm-hmm. had passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that... It, it, that's hard yes from that very beginning it was um it was a hard realization of like everything that was going to change in my life and so it really gives you a point of reflection right Mm -hmm. i think you do reflect on that like my mom just lost two of her of her siblings um literally a month 
mm-hmm. for six weeks from each other, not of COVID, but um, of other complications, a heart attack. And the other, the other um, sister was very ill. Mm-hmm. But now on top of me being worried about her physical health, I'm worried about her sadness. Um, I'm worried that she may be she may get depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's one of those women that will not show it so that she doesn't worry other people. Um, she's had situations where she won't, she'll be sick. She won't feel well and she won't tell anybody. The only one that knows is my dad. And, you know, she's already told him, no les sigas a las muchachas, you know, so she won't, she'll get after him if he tells us. But I, I've told him before, I said, don't you dare keep anything from me yeah. because I need to know, you know, yeah. where if she's not doing okay, I have to know because ultimately it's like, it, it could become worse. Mm-hmm. So let me know when you're sick. And, but now it's like adding on to, to whatever we're doing. So why it's so important that we talk to each other and have a support system and have people that can come in like your, your uncles, your aunts, whoever else you can bring them into the, to the circle. Um, our, our, our husbands have to take on a lot of our stress as well because he hears me, you know, mm-hmm. complain because the insurance was horrible. The doctor was terrible. My mom isn't feeling well. Um, so that takes a toll on our relationship too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I will tell you, because my husband is very understanding, uh, there are times in which he tells me, you know, Jackie, you're going to have to find a positive uh, because, you know, I've complained all day mm-hmm. and, you know mm-hmm. sometimes it could be you know family issues it could be the house construction is not that you that's know. another yeah stressor <laughs> another stressor yeah um, all all of that compiled with even work and it, it, you know really i have a good uh good work family but you know sometimes it just gets to be yeah uh, it's too much heavy it's heavy it can overwhelm you it really can um and suffocate you if 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 you don't stop and and um, reflect on what's going on Mm -hmm. right now um it's very hard for me and i don't know if if you're the same way i'm very it's very hard for me to ask other people to help me do things because i you know, I, I always think I have to do it myself. I have to make the phone call myself. And, and if she has an appointment, I have to go to the appointment with her, yeah. which takes time away from other things that I'm doing. Like, you know, if I have something with my son, or if my son's going through something in his school, I'm like, okay, where do I go? Do I go to my mom's appointment? Do I go to my son's school? Yeah. You know, um, thankfully, you know, my husband will take on the kids a lot more yeah. because um, he works from home now. So that helps, you know, that that definitely helps me be able to focus on my on my parents. But, you know, I think the episode for me today was really about um, giving our fellow sandwich, um, our fellow bolognies, <laughs> I guess, our fellow <laughs> girls in the middle, um, you know, hope that it's, you know, number one, like you said, look for the positive. Mm-hmm. It's a really good piece of advice that your husband gave to you. So look at the positive. And I always see the positive that I still have them here, Mm -hmm. that I can still enjoy them. And when I see them, I hug them and kiss them because honestly, I always feel like I could lose them any day because it's a very real that, you know, and I guess with COVID, it just makes it so much more real that you could lose them at any moment if they get sick. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to know. I mean, if this is an airborne, um, virus and mm-hmm. it's very contagious that real you know that reality is there and you know i faced it and i will tell you um 
because I'm thinking about like the different responsibilities that I have to take on, um, one of the things that I'm looking to to do and one of the things um, I'm really looking to start putting a savings on the side okay, uh, in case I do have to hire, you know, extra help to take care of uh, my mom, you know, so, so somehow I'm going to have to do so much better with my side hustles. <laughs> Or I have to probably, you know, uh, find a better paying job uh, just because. Okay, add on another stress, as, uh, financial stress. Yeah, it's it's very real for me at, the, at, at this moment. Right now, yeah. I am very, you know, we're very comfortable. My husband is... Uh, He's he, he's a professional, and so we bring in you know above the average. Uh, obviously, we're not rich, um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. We, we do take care of our money. We've had really good uh, a good, um, I would say our our idea of like you know saving and um, that head start that kind of you know a lot of people are not able to do. Um, uh, we we had that, and yeah. So we were able we were able to save uh, you know some money mm-hmm. at the beginning of our relationship, um, and so and because we didn't have children until later in our uh, lives, so you know early mm-hmm. 30s for mm-hmm. me, um, we were able to save good money, and we were, because we were yeah. already in our careers, mm-hmm. we were making money. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you um, that expense because I have so I have a two-year-old um almost two-year-old uh and a seven-year-old you know the expenses that come with like child care in a quality one added added to the top on top of the cake yeah I mean 1500 plus okay (laughs) so there's that and then you know if your children are going to like private school um or you know they are in these programs right um, because additionally you have to invest in your kids of course you're not just investing on your parents or what their future would be you're you're investing in your kids as well yeah um and that's and that can become a little bit of a of a bitter pill to swallow when that money has to go towards it just it i feel like somebody yeah something else exactly it's going yeah Uh, yeah no for sure look you know and that's a really good point that you bring up is the financial strains on that because Mm -hmm. we have to really think about how are they how are we going to take care of them we want to you know make sure that they have proper care when they're older yeah um i've even thought about you know we're going to have to probably find a nurse if one of us isn't available i mean and i always think i want somebody to go into their house and help them out on top of all of that. On top of that. On top yeah. of all of that. And, and you know, that's and sense. Do you feel like the moms or us, the women, are the ones that are taking on more of that responsibility? I do. Do you find that the guys take as much responsibility as we do in terms of taking care of the parents and the kids? So it just depends. So my, I feel like my husband, he's, uh, he's very close to his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like we're both very responsible. We're very uh, in tune with um, just, you know, what's going on in their lives and ailments and, you know, just anything that they need because we're so close to them, um, both his parents and then my mom. Um, and I will tell you, I really do believe that he is probably going to be, you know, the 
the person who's going to end up taking care of his um with the help of his yeah. sister and you know yeah yeah, yeah. And, but but you know it's one of those things where um he's a little bit more he he leans more or his parents are very you know yeah they, they really love him and uh -huh. so they I, I think that's there's a difference there and i'm very supportive of that right so again so, going back is we have to like really really think about how all of these um how all of these responsibilities affect our relationships mm -hmm. again going back to the idea that we would most definitely not do it any other way we will most definitely be taking care of our parents yes so being prepared and ready to have the conversation with your significant other about what that means for you and what that means for the relationship and what that means for the kids. And also maybe preparing the kids that grandma and grandpa are probably not going to be around for a while. So, you know, get ready for that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like I, I really do need, I do have those conversations with my kids mm -hmm. because I need them to know that grandma and grandpa are not going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. um, and so enjoy them when you have them, when they go over there and she wants to make you something to eat and you don't feel like eating it, you say, yes, grandma, I would love some. Yeah. Why? Because she's doing it out of the goodness of her heart and she's not going to be around forever, baby. So, you know, I, and so also having those talks with our own kids, grandma and grandpa, or like, mom, why are, you know, why are you crying? Like my little one saw me cry one day because I could not figure something out with my mom. And I was so frustrated that the doctor wasn't helping. And so, terrible. and so my baby, I'm like, baby, you know, this is what's going on. And I was super truthful with him. I was super honest with him because I wanted him to know, you know, mom tries her best to be here with you, but sometimes she's got to go to abuela's house and she's got to handle things over there and they get it. They understand. Yeah. And when I come home, they're like, mom, how is she? How is everybody? And I, they're good, baby. Like, I want them to also know, you know, some of the things that I go through, um, because, I don't, I don't want my boys to, to think that I, I'm a wonder woman and I figured it out and I don't even tell them, look at me, how happy I am. No, I'm not. And like, I try, I try, I try to be wonder woman, but we're not, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're little sandwiches. We're not wonder women. <laughs> yeah. We're trying so, to keep it together. Right? We're trying to keep it together. So, you know, for me right now, it's about, you know, organizing, finding the positive, so a part of this love letter to our Gen Xers, to our millennials, to our sandwiches, um, how would you close this, this conversation down in a way that's, that's hopeful for you and hopeful for the women out there that are listening? Yeah. So I, I and the men, the men are also, yeah. yeah. I, so one of the things that, um, uh, I would say to the majority of the Latinas who, you know, are, are very much like me right now, or like us, um, where we have been, you know, we have been those interpreters since very little. We've been there for our, our parents. I think that was just something that we already knew we were going to do. Uh, we just oh, kind of got okay. that break. Yeah, we just got that break <laughs> when we went off to college or, you know, when we went to go get married. But, um, I, you know, at some point, I already knew that I was going to have to take care of my mom. Uh, I'm an only child. And so I would say to them that, um, you know, as bad as it could, it can get bad. Um, 
where you feel like you're losing that life, um, I would say that you just can't give up. Um, there's so much more beauty in this life. There's so many wonderful people that I've met and that have been at my corner. Mm-hmm. And some of them I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And we didn't grow up together, but mm-hmm. they have been at my corner. And they have championed for me, in, you know, whether it's with my children, whether it's yeah. work, um, whether it's even like a business idea that I have. And, um, and then, of course, your spouse. Um, I would say that, you know, really do listen to your spouse I mm-hmm. I have to do a little bit more of that because you know they are they're the kind I know my husband's the kindest person to me yeah he supports me the most out of anybody that I know mm-hmm. um, he's been there for like the great things and the bad things and the ugly yeah things. our history yeah they've everything. been through all of that mm-hmm. everything with us yeah and so really giving them um, that type of attention that they want because they do want that you know that's absolutely so and there's nothing wrong with that no, there's nothing uh, wrong with that that's how you keep a marriage together is yeah. you do you do have to give time to each other of course and so not forgetting about them and not yeah letting like all this daunting stuff because you know when unfortunately it's going to be there <laughs> but yeah kind of setting aside and living in the moment uh obviously without losing focus of like you know your financials because you do have to be of course that's, that's just realistic yeah. yeah you have to you know make sure that you have your little savings for your mom uh in case that happens and of course uh you know speaking truthfully to your parents as well like okay mom uh you know let's let's good point yeah speaking with the eyes spoken to my mom she's uh about certain things uh you know our financial future my mom has been very uh, business savvy immigrant you know that immigrant spirit of like you know you she yeah yeah i don't want help from the government yeah yeah yeah. i can do it myself i can do it myself so Uh, she's got money saved for herself as well yeah 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 good and i said you know, I think it would be best if you invested somehow, and we're going to figure out how we do that. That's a very good uh, yeah uh, strategy. You know, because yeah. we're talking about parents that, like, they don't trust the government. Right. So they mm-hmm. hide the money, like, maybe not, yeah. not quite literally under the pillow, right? But Yeah. They, no, but they make they put it in, like, in a safe place. It's not going to be yeah. touched. But, be um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that you create more money is by it's, taking a little bit of a risk. Yeah. 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 So I... I <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> again, you know, we have to educate them as well on the ways of uh, money making or capitalism or, you know, how you can invest, you know, which is a oh, girl that is a whole other that's a, that's that's another, another, another topic. topic. <laughs> but it's all of these little things that where you, I, and, you know, myself have to become a financial advisor in a way I have to go read, learn. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is really that spirit that I have. It's like, I'm going to make time for everybody that's important in my life. Yeah. That includes my husband, my kids, my mom, my family, because they're part of that tribe. And, and then I'm also going to take care of me, um, being trying to, to, to keep it together. You know, the other day I went to go get a facial. I hadn't done that in like, I want to say three, three years. Yeah. Yeah. Those little things. And, and, and also let's tell our, let's tell our fellow girls, self-care is okay. It is okay. Because 
self-care means that you can care for others yes it's you true. have to give yourself that facial yeah. you have to give yourself that massage if you want that massage yeah buy yourself something that makes you feel good buy those uh yeah what? Those stilettos. <laughs> buy those sex yeah those, I mean, what those stilettos yeah. yeah yeah i really do believe that you know, you know and i think that's another component on, on the um on being a sandwich being in the middle is that we feel like we have to self-sacrifice a lot in order for everything to function and everything to be okay because we're cold we're holding it together we're like we've got it mm -hmm. we're holding it but who, who, who's taking care of this yeah. here, this foundation, you know, yeah. um, if I'm going to break apart, I'm breaking apart that little component. I'm breaking apart that. So the stronger we are for ourselves, mm -hmm. again, the facials, whatever it is, that makes you feel good work out. That's how I stay sane as I work out, you know, that's how yes. I, and I don't, and I don't make excuses for it. And I don't let anything get into in, in between good. me and my workouts. Why? Because I love it. And it makes me feel good. And then I come home and I'm refreshed. I'm happy. Uh, I'm ready to tackle whatever it means. Yes. But a lot of women allow other factors to to come in and not um, and, and interfere with with their plans. Yeah. Oh, but I wanted you, mommy, but I wanted you to take me here. Oh, well, let me go ahead and cancel yeah. my my hair appointment. Yeah, because my son wants it. No, no, your son can wait. Yes, it's true. They no, can wait another, and you can go yes. get your hair cut. Lisa, you bring up a, a good point here because sometimes we want to take care of our kids and we want to pamper them as well. But you know, we're I, mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm raising a a, a a spoiled little brat because you know they are used to hearing a whole bunch of yes, yes, and so they are. Mm -hmm. So then, when, so then, so when we say no, like, what happened? Yeah, you're mad. No, I'm not mad. I just. It's not going today. Just yeah. I don't have time so, today. So yes, yeah. You bring up a good point. It's so there's that uh, the saying no. You know, a lot of people say <laughs> say no. No uh, is a full right. sentence. <laughs> have exactly. you heard that one? Oh, no yes. is a full sentence. It's, it's a full it's, statement. It's yeah, absolutely no. Um, that's it. And uh, I do appreciate that you say that because um, it is a reminder to me that I need to say no to mm -hmm. my kids mm -hmm. sometimes and, and sometimes even to my mom and to my husband. There you go. Even uh, sometimes to our, our own parents, yeah. when we feel it's too much, we have to. Yeah. I'll get back to it or I'll come back to it. But if yeah. I can't do it at that moment, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. As much as it's 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 difficult because mm -hmm. you want to be there so bad. Yeah. But if I need to, I need to get myself together. I need to get myself together first. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you know, one of the things that I would say is uh, to to the, our Latinas out there, you know, stay strong and really, uh, if you need time to think do it because mm -hmm. it is really whenever you're in that white space that you're thinking and you're pondering that you will start making all of these realizations and, and and put those realizations into action into like digestible actions one of the things that i knew right away was that i needed to start saving small amounts of money not for me not for my children but really for my mom yeah um even though you, you she has she right. has income and she mm -hmm. has a way to her save herself mm -hmm. Uh, you just never know. Um, exactly. So I'm I'm doing that. And the cost of of uh, the cost of taking care of the an elderly is, is so expensive. 
just health in general for just health in general just health in general yeah yeah yeah. it's just crazy i i definitely uh, be there has to be some type of reform there but i don't know what the best way to approach that is but i will tell you uh the the healthcare right now is just one of those that i'm just disappointed in i'm not really sure what can be done at this point uh you know definitely we civically have to be more involved uh, yeah and hold our and, elected uh, officials accountable for a lot of that stuff. and i think a lot of us that live the life of of of, of of working with like insurances, doctors, we are like yeah. the best advocates. Yeah. Like they should be asking us what needs to be done because we are the ones that are out there dealing with it all the time Yeah, for our parents and for our kids. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of the millennials, they are very politically involved. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are a, a, a millennial and you're going to be facing this situation, I would say get politically involved as well because yeah. this is going to affect you and maybe it might be easier for them. It, it'll it's take out a different type of, uh, you know, burden that they yeah. may have because yeah. ours is broken now. And we know it's very real that they, you know, the older you get, the body starts, you know, just it's breaking, just breaking down. down. It really That's is. That's the reality. So it's just, you know, taking care of yourself, everybody. So if you want to know who is a sandwich generation, it's effectively between uh, it's someone who has the obligation to care for aging parents Mm -hmm. who may be ill, unable to perform tasks. They need financial support and your children who require financial, physical and emotional support. So we are in all of that. 44% of people aged 45 to 55 have at least one parent still living and at least one child under the age of 21. So we're taking care of them. 66% of senior caregivers are women. Mm -hmm. Wow. So all of those statistics, 21% of Hispanics, mostly women, Hispanic women are caregivers for both their parents and children. You know, if you think about that, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And, um, you know, we were as Latinas, we are raised to, you know, cook, clean, to take care, take care of, yeah, take care, do take care of the things. home, yeah, take care <laughs> of the home. And that means taking care of children and, you know, uh, grandparents. So, and, I think a takeaway for us today, and a takeaway that we really need to hone into, is to find a support system to talk about it. Yes. Um, definitely share your, your challenges with someone who you think might be going through something like that and find one or two people that can come in and jump in for you and help you mm-hmm. um, take some time for self-care take some time to maybe unplug um, and the other thing that we talked about is saying no and using no as a full statement yes. and not feeling guilty or bad about it you can always get back to what you're doing but if at that moment you cannot do it say no yeah um, either emotionally yeah, or physically, or physically. Yeah. and if the kid is giving you that side eye too bad side eye yeah uh, well, that's that's why yeah. we're strong women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, you know what? I'm I can't I'm can't I'm not doing it. But, you know, so guys, today I want you all to please share the podcast with someone who you think may need to hear this, may need to hear this um, list of of pieces of tips of advice that we are giving them because this is where we're coming from, um, and mental health and protecting your mental health is so important. You cannot take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself it really is that whole um idea of putting the mask on before you put it on somebody else why because you need to be ready to help that other person and we are not helping ourselves we're not doing our best work um 
at, at work, in our businesses, at home, if we are not feeling good ourselves. Yeah. So whether 100%. or not it yeah. is going to do your, your facial, your manicure, whatever you get your haircut, uh, for me, it's a workout, whatever it is, do it for yourself. Do not feel guilty. Give yourself that time. And then you can regroup and get back to what you need to do. Because honestly, those problems are still going to be there and you're still going to have to fix them. But you'll have a better mental capacity for it. And it'll be a little bit better for you to approach you things. Have a clear mind. A clear mind. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Jackie, for no, being here for today. Here and uh, for telling my story and just my struggles and uh, just how I'm navigating this new world. Listen, and if you need to like call me or plug me or like give me a, like a text message, I know LinkedIn is a big deal, you know, for us. I know yes. that's we, where we go in. And just let me know you need to, somebody to talk to. Like, I think we forget that we can like reach out to people. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, uh, you know, really going to the Latin Women's Initiative event yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, I made that a priority. You know, my one of my great yeah. mentors uh, at Metro, he, she used to be the general counsel um, for Metro. Very few Latinas get to, you know, Amazing. Very top seat um, in in any transit agency, and so you know she's my mentor, and she. I just made it a point to to go. And, mm -hmm. uh, and wasn't it good to just chat it, it up and network and getting you know get in touch yeah. with other people again? I know I hadn't been to anything like that. That was my first time at that event, particular yeah. event. But I missed it. I missed getting dressed up. Yeah. I missed seeing people. And connecting, um, and and connecting. I mean, that's really how we reconnected, right? I yeah. Like, I know her. <laughs> yeah, like that's how you reconnect, and I, and I think that there's reasons why you see people again when you see them. Like, there's yeah. something to that. I think there's something to absolutely to to, to manifesting. Like, I really believe that I manifest people in my life, and I always talk about that. Like, I need people that are gonna just give me good energy, and if yeah. they're not good energy, they're deleted. I, and I'm 46 years old and I have no problems deleting people who are negative energy. And again, yeah. guys, that's part of mental health. That is part of it. That is Definitely. protecting your mental health. Any toxic yeah. relationship. Any toxic. Whether it's friendship, even family members, you got to leave. And I think Don't for me, that. it's it's been like the older I get, the more comfortable and more happy I am to just do that because my, my sanity is like number one for me. It's like my priority and I need to like have good energy around me, good people around me that are, that, 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 that are good and that wish people well, not pretend, you know, wink, they wish yes. you well. Yeah. I can you can tell. always speak, but you know what? You can always, speak. you can tell, you can always tell you always have that vibe. So, you get that by vibes by Alisa. Yeah, that's right. So guys, please share this with everyone. Give us a comment. Um, our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, everywhere where you get your, your podcast. We want to hear from you. Give us some feedback. Give us a, a review. We would love a nice, nice five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at vibes by Alicia at think underscore chick. And then at my store thinking underscore boutique, because we do have some stuff there. We're doing more resale clothing there at that site because um, I'm really promoting sustainable fashion and slow fashion a lot more. So that's where we're heading. Jackie, where can people find you and know more about you? Instagram is my go-to place right now. Uh, you can go follow me there at real Jackie Gill and it's at R-E-E-L, Jackie J's. 
it's C-K-I-E, Gil, G-I-L. Um, and you can find me there on LinkedIn as well as Jackie Gill. And you can definitely connect with me through, through those two channels. Fantastic. So thank you for being here. No, thank you. I appreciate me. you very much. Hugs. We're the, the virtual hugs here. <laughs> thank you, Jackie. Bye, guys. Bye.